Welcome to Accelerate OC, the only show focused on the people leading innovation in Orange County. Join our host, Carrie Ransom, in his conversations with the trendsetters, entrepreneurs, investors, and leaders here, because it's time to Accelerate OC. Good morning. Welcome to Accelerate OC. I'm Carrie Ransom. And thanks always to our engineer, Paul, for making me and my guests sound so good. Today's episode is sponsored by OC4 Venture Studio, which is a new tech startup company building platform and community here in Orange County that I have the great pleasure of being a part of. If you are looking for help with your startup or opportunities to work with the next generation of high growth companies, or you're curious and want to be part of the Orange County startup community, you can go to OC4V.com to learn more. I am happy to have on my show today, Toby Corey, and Toby is going to share a tremendous amount of wisdom and stories with us, I am sure. But before he does, let me give a quick introduction to him. He is the former president of Tesla, former president of Global Field Operations, and former chief revenue officer at Solar City, which uh, many of you probably know was merged into Tesla a few years ago. And we'll talk about that for sure today. Uh, he successfully has managed several billion dollar plus businesses, uh, even one as co-founder two successful IPOs. He's raised hundreds of millions of dollars in both private and public financing. Uh, he's a former president, COO, and worldwide leader in web development services that I think got up to a multi-billion dollar market cap and a successful IPO. Uh, like me, he survived through the dot-com, dot-bomb era and uh, came out the other side. He's managed a, an organization with 7,000 people in it that was operating globally. He's awarded multiple patents. Uh, he's been involved in dozens of M&A transactions throughout his career. So this is a very accomplished professional uh, that has lived a lot of lives like me. So we'll, I'm sure, have a lot to talk about today. And he currently sits on several boards and advisory boards. And he also is regularly a lecturer at, in Stanford University's engineering department, where he teaches in both management science and engineering. And what's really relevant to the audience here in Orange County, next week, Toby's coming down here to speak at a TEDx event uh, that is, I believe, next Friday, March 6th. And I've been to a few TEDx events over the years and always find the topics and the speakers to just be incredible. They probably have the highest bar of any event series that I've ever been uh, able to attend as far as the quality. And so I am super excited to welcome Toby Corey to Accelerate OC today. Welcome, Toby. Awesome. Kerry, thanks so much for the opportunity to come on your show. I'm so looking forward to coming down and speaking at the TEDx event down in Irvine next week. We're going to explore some really interesting topics. So I know you're pressed for time. Let's get into it. So let's get to the starting line, Toby. Please talk. I know my audience is going to be super interested in your experience with Solar City and, and Tesla. So talk about that experience of, of Solar City and then joining Tesla, please. Yeah, that's a really great question. So I think first and foremost, you know, the, when the initial merger was announced, there was some skepticism on Wall Street. But uh, I think from Elon's point of view and certainly from those working at both companies, that the merger always made strategic sense. You know, why would you fill your beautiful Tesla all-electric car with fossil fuel that's polluting the planet and accelerating climate change? So uh, Elon was the largest shareholder at SolarCity. He was our chairman of the board. He was very actively involved. 
And uh, I think he wanted to get kind of through the initial Model S and Model X iterations of the platform as he was gearing up for the Model 3. The timing worked out great, and they're working on an incredible new innovation with the solar roof. So I think it made a lot of sense, and it was a really exciting time to be there, and I'm glad I was part of it. Yeah, very, very interesting. I think a lot of people were taken by surprise. I am one of those customers who had Solar City solar panels on the roof of my house and then subsequently uh, have a, a Tesla. And so I, t- I totally saw the, the value of, of the two joining together. You know, what was unique as, as the companies came together, was there a, a big culture shift? And, and I think from most people's perspective, seeing a company that's really run by an entrepreneur like Elon Musk, I would guess most people feel like that's a very unique environment and culture so uh, can you share you know any transition and then what what's unique about being there or, or what was unique about being there versus other companies that you've been a part of yeah so tesla is a one-of-a-kind company elon musk is truly a force of nature mm. and it's unique because it, it really is mission driven so many companies say they are but they don't act that way they don't treat their customers well their products really aren't innovative. The culture really sucks. But, you know, Tesla's all about accelerating the transition to sustainable energy. And I think that's probably the most noble goal that any company could have to take on the fossil fuel industry, mm-hmm. recognizing that we're just not on a sustainable path. So he really single-handedly took that on himself. The culture there is incredibly intense. And to quote Elon, where excellence is a passing grade. And it's really all about thinking big, tackling the hardest problems, and in the end, it's about accomplishing extraordinary things that, you know, 99% of the population couldn't fathom doing, Mm -hmm. and Elon's just, you know, magnetic intellect and personality and marketing prowess, and he just, he is just a force of nature, and I would argue that he is the greatest entrepreneur of all time for good. And there's there's no one else out there like him. <laughs> I can uh, certainly say that. Yeah, that's that's a that's a big call. So let me let me go a little deeper on that. I've I've had this conversation before. You know, like you, I've been a part of a lot of different companies, and I remember recruiting a group of people into a uh, a fintech company many years ago that had a really strong purpose about it. We were truly focused on creating very healthy consumers in a world where the financial services system has really let most of us down over the last many decades. And what I told a lot of those people at the time is I said, you know, you, you need to be part of something that's bigger than you, that has this really strong purpose about it. And this might ruin you forever. So as you think about uh, being part of a company that has such a, a noble purpose from your perspective, how does that affect someone like you and, and the other people that maybe have moved on from a place like Tesla in their, their subsequent careers? Because often you know, the, everything else pales in comparison, I guess. Yeah, well, I, I do think it changes you for life. It leaves mm-hmm. an indelible mark. And I sort of reflect back on my life. There have been sort of set moments in time that that's occurred. I remember around 2007, 2008, I joined a nonprofit board with Dr. Richard Leakey where I became really intimately familiar with the effects of climate change. He wrote mm-hmm. a book called The Sixth Extinction, and unfortunately we're seeing that play out today. And I think that the one common thread that anyone that's worked there has is a change in their life trajectory about the types of companies and projects that they're going to get involved in. Mm-hmm. So 
you know, for example, um, I've, I've always been very innovative, very entrepreneurial, and but at the same time, it was it a good business. Today, I look at it through a very different set of lenses. It's a new litmus test for that. And I look for, like, are they doing something to really benefit humanity? Mm. Are they focusing on how to save our planet? And those are the only projects that I'll take at this stage of my life. And as I look at other my colleagues across the industry, many of them are moving into that very, very same direction. So Tesla changes you. I think it changes you for the good. I think it really opens up your eyes to understanding that, hey, man, this time we have as a human being on this planet has a beginning, a middle, and an end. It's mm -hmm. really, really short. Mm -hmm. Where do you want to focus that time and energy? Um, that's your most precious resource. And it was an incredible learning experience and one that definitely changed my life. And I think it's changed probably anyone that's ever worked there. It's that powerful. Yeah, I, I can totally, totally believe that. So... Toby, one of the uh, one of the reasons I started this show. So I've been at this now for a little over six months, and I've had a great pleasure of of talking to dozens and dozens of amazing innovators, and really all of them are are based or largely uh, here in Orange County, and we have this great depth, and a lot of them just aren't nearly as well known outside of this area or their industry, so. Northern California has just produced some of these global celebrities of business, of change. What is it about the environment up there or the sto storytelling that's done that we should be learning from, in your opinion? Yeah. So I think there's a couple things that are going on. You know, first and foremost, you really hit the nail on the head. Everything is about telling a really great, compelling story. And, you know, we're human, and we largely act on our emotion. I think mm -hmm. Simon Sinek's talk on the circle of why really explains that extremely well. Great TED Talk. And then if you, yeah, it's a great <laughs> TED Talk. And, and literally every great company has a really great story to tell. So that is a really critical ingredient to success. But I think most importantly, it's how you develop the culture. And, for example, I also spend a lot of my time in Santa Cruz, and although it's would seem somewhat close proximity wise to Silicon Valley. It feels like it's in another planet. Mm -hmm. We're very removed from Silicon Valley and working on build, I'm on a nonprofit board there, Santa Cruz Works, working to build the tech ecosystem in Santa Cruz so that folks that want to live there um, can find good paying jobs there. They don't have to have this horrendous commute over Route 17 over mm -hmm. the Santa Cruz Mountains to mm -hmm. Silicon Valley. So some of the themes that I'm seeing emerging, I'm going on my 10th year teaching two entrepreneurship courses at Stanford. And the first, everything really just starts out with how to think big. Mm. And most of the ideas, quite frankly, they're, they're linear and they're just not big enough. We're capable of thinking way bigger than we're thinking today. And part of that's, you know, if you think back in your life and you had a really great teacher, whether it was in sports, a great coach or a great teacher in school, they brought out the very best of you. And that's really what creating a great culture is, is that it's like the first thing that you work on first idea that you have, and Steve Jobs and Elon say at best, like, that's, that's garbage. Uh, you could do better than that. And mm -hmm. when you start to iterate on that, you begin to really stretch past your boundary and start to think in a much more larger, more high, uh, a bigger context. And I think coupling that with, you know, better, more constructive criticism about new ideas. You're not doing an entrepreneur service if you don't like his idea or see holes in it or don't think it's big enough, but tell him it's a really, really great idea. Mm -hmm. And then a couple other, I think, important points here is that you've got to see much faster vetting. 
And I think like Steve Blank, who I know well, teaches at Stanford, teaches lean startup principles and teaches business canvas. And it's all about failing faster yes. and vetting your idea faster because you are going to go through a whole bunch of pivots. And I think it's access to more funding sources, which is all the universal problem and issue for any early stage company. And lastly, I think it's, it's also incorporating and bringing in much stronger mentorship. People that can bring that creative thinking that have done that because there's no manual for entrepreneurship. Uh, you're creating it as you go. It's learned by doing. That's think, right. Yeah, you're, you're, you're yeah. absolutely right. So creating, creating that kind of ecosystem is, uh, I think, the, the key ingredients to producing, you know, great companies that want to do great things. Hmm. Yeah, I, I absolutely agree. You've got the, the recipe right. And, you know, it's it. Uh, that, that's really what's led me, you know, over the last several months, uh, a partner and I here started a, a venture studio and not not to birth our own ideas as a lot of other venture studios have been built. But what we recognize here, and this is probably similar to what you've experienced in Santa Cruz, is that those elements aren't all brought together under the same roof. And we really built it to serve this entrepreneur crowd that are lonely, they're disconnected, they're not getting the right kinds of mentorship, feedback, vetting, direction, or those elements. And we felt like this was a group that needs to be served to really change the trajectory of job creation, the right kinds of job creation in this community in the, in the coming decade. And that was, that was really our mission to start OC4 and I, I think we've we've seen very quickly that there's a lot of people that just need a place and just need to be part of a tribe to to be pushed to bigger ideas. So I, I think it's a universal need, but um, you know the, the the communities that are really trying to to solve this, it, it's not just a Northern California phenomenon. I think there there are opportunities for people over the world to uh, think bigger. So I, I really am encouraged by what you said. Yeah, and I would agree 100%. I think, you know, the biggest challenge is, and you really just um, articulated that, is that most of these early stage communities, they're very siloed. Yes. I see that in Santa Cruz, and they're very fragmented. So you're, you to really get the right ingredients there and then get knowledge sharing really working, which we're trying to work with all the companies down there where someone figures something out, then it stays siloed. Uh, how does that propagate through into the ecosystem? And, you know, uh, Silicon Valley is the poster child for it. It's got the great ecosystem, all the, all the venture capital firms, the college institutions, a plethora of mentors and knowledge is there. So that system is working, but I believe that can be exported anywhere in the world. So I, I love what you're doing. I think it's the world. It, it's so needed, and uh, I, I applaud the, the great work you guys are doing down there. Well, it sounds like we're going to definitely have to share some best practices between the things you're doing and Santa Cruz, and you know, by no means do we think we have all the answers. We're just trying to be this really open, inclusive platform, and and sometimes that takes the form. Last night we had ten entrepreneurs in our office until late at night, just sharing with each other, and it was, it, you know, somewhat closer to a support group than anything else because uh, you know it, when people can at least admit this is really hard, but I'm committed, they're going to feel uh, a sense of support and at least energy to keep pushing through because it is hard. You're so spot on there. And I, and I, you know, one of the challenges too is that, you know, as an early stage company entrepreneur, all you see is opportunities. And actually the skill set that you really need is extreme focus. Mm -hmm. And that's knowing what to say no to. And that's where 
You know, when Steve Jobs went back to Apple in 1997, they were almost out of business, and they were doing 186 projects. He took his 100 best people to Hawaii, laid out a vision, a plan, how we're going to get there, and they, they whittled it down to 21 projects. I've been in meetings with Elon where, hey, that's a good idea, but that's not what we're doing here. So when you start to think about you know, the one resource that you can never get back, which is time, mm-hmm. and you're wasting it trying to do a lot of things mediocre versus doing two or three things really, really well. And really understanding that discipline and that focus is another critical element to you know, creating the right kind of environment, culture, and thinking where, you, where we start to see more success. Oh, that's, that's so good. Yes. Thank you very much for sharing that. I know my audience will greatly appreciate that, that wisdom. So you're coming down here next week to this TEDx event. Can you preview the topic that you're going to cover, or is it a, a secret until you're on stage? <laughs> no, probably a little bit of what I'm thinking about. So the title of my talk is How to Deprogram Your Mind to Find Your True Self. So here, here's what's going on. We live in an incredibly distracted world. The, the uh, elements that are vying for your time are at an unprecedented level. Uh, conformity is running supreme. Society's structured to benefit uh, very few people versus many. Mm-hmm. So as I've been thinking about kind of my business career, this sort of spiritual journey that I've been on, and having the opportunity to interact with lots of college students, which are the future, the way they mm-hmm. think about the world, the mm-hmm. kind of people that they want to become, have kind of molded that into a working structure. Um, so this framework is going to really explore how to inspire more creativity and empower a new generation that really is finding much more fulfillment in their life and uh, really being able to be a much more bigger difference maker as the 21st century begins to unfold. We know we've got a lot of work to do. There's lots of challenges. On the one hand, you can look at that and go, oh, my God, like we're so screwed. I actually look at the other side of the equation, which is I've never been more excited and more confident in a new generation of students, a new generation of entrepreneurs. They're going to tackle some of the hardest challenges that we have, can rebuild some of the antiquated paradigms that aren't benefiting society and aren't benefiting our planet. So um, it's going to be a very provocative talk, and uh, I'm really excited to share what I've learned so far and see, um, <laughs> see what your audience thinks. Well, that's awesome. And if you happen to have uh, an extra guest pass next Friday, uh, I'd love to. I'd love to come see you, and I'll, I'll throw it out there on the air. But uh, I appreciate it, and and we'll find the recording one way or the other. It sounds sounds incredible, and I look forward to to uh, seeing it. So last year, and I think this is really relevant to what you're talking about. I got involved with an emerging group here called the CEO Leadership Alliance of Orange County, uh, called CLA for short, and over the last few years, some of the largest company CEOs have come together here in Orange County, really looking to address some of the biggest issues facing this area in the coming years. And the biggest recognized need is this notion of creating a higher trajectory of good jobs, those, those innovation multiplier jobs. And the mission of CLA is this notion of creating a thriving Orange County for all. So it is this very clear recognition that we can't have uh, a system and a society that only works for a few. And why I've been so inspired is that this group of CEOs, they don't need to do this. They don't have to do this. I mean, it, it should be good for legacy and should be good for business, but they don't have to do it. And they're choosing to do it. So as you think about a group like that really trying to inspire 
a change, what, what, what do you feel like if you were to meet with them, what, what do you feel like you would say are the key ways they could be leading by example? That's a really great question. So I'm going to give you kind of a, a more pat standard answer. Then I'm sure. going to give you a much bigger answer. So, you know, I often get asked a lot from my students at Stanford, like, hey, where, you know, where should I go in my career? What should I do? Mm-hmm. And, you know, I, start, I, I do start thinking about the repercussions of AI. Mm-hmm. Um, but what I do know is that AI will never, ever replace human creativity. That's right. That's right. Um, if you look, look at 100 million neurons um, in your brain, power of that um, is not going to be replicated anywhere in anyone's lifetime in the foreseeable future, yet we continue to conform down to that lowest common denominator. So the, 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 the most pedestrian answer that I would give anyone is that companies need two things that are really critical. They need people that can build really great products. AI is not going to build products for mm-hmm. you. It's people. It's creativity. So if you happen to be good at engineering or in product, there's always going to be a need for you because every company has to create great products that customers want to buy. The other side of it is that you also have to generate revenue. So if you happen to be have a good personality or authentic, then every company is always going to need sales. So those two jobs are always going to be um, in high, high demand. But having said that, here's the real secret. The secret is being the best at, at what you're good at and what inspires you, whether that's a customer service person, an accounting person, an HR person, a legal person, whatever that profession is. And most people, unfortunately, just settle for medi- uh, being mediocre, and they stop learning. They start blaming other people, and then they conform down into a lowest sort of combinator format. They're unfulfilled in their life. They're unfulfilled in their job. And it's the exact reverse model. Where the opportunities are going to come from is inspiring more entrepreneurship, mm-hmm. inspiring more creativity. Whether that's a musician or some other uh, artistic endeavor that you have, but most importantly, I think we're going to probably set a record this uh, last year in venture investments. It will probably come close to $200 billion. And as great as that sounds, only a very small handful of companies right. have access to that money. That's right. It's fewer so and fewer. You, yeah, yeah, over the last few years, it's actually gotten con- concentrated into fewer and fewer. So, yeah, I totally agree. Exactly, yes. exactly. So by inspiring a new wave of creative thinking, entrepreneurship, and new companies, those are where the great jobs are going to be created because you're going to learn a lot. You're going to excel because you're going to be out on the forefront. The pay is going to be good, but most of those jobs have equity. And so you've got the opportunity for learning at that, taking that on to the next endeavor. But that's what we need to do. We need more great companies, more bigger thinking, more entrepreneurship, and expand the funding base so that more and more companies have access to really critical uh, working capital that need to grow these ideas and grow their companies. I, I agree, because the, the, the alternative right now is, yeah, it's fewer companies getting more money. They're, that's leading to fewer companies getting started because they don't see a path to get funding, whether it's venture funding or other sources. And so our starts are not, the, the numbers there aren't, super positive. So we need to, I totally agree with you. We need to figure out how to give people the the sense of hope and support that they can go try and start and, and feel that sense of support. So that's, that's yeah, and I think really it, helpful. It, yeah. And it's two pieces to it, Paul. One, I think it's like, it's challenging people to think bigger, right? We talked about that a little bit earlier, have to think bigger, have to have better ideas. And we got to push people. They're capable of doing that, but you got to be in an environment where you can take that criticism and you can really be pushed beyond your limits. And Tesla does a great job of pushing you way past what you think that you can do. So that's one side of the equation. The other side is there's a stranglehold on venture capital. This is crazy. There's a very small set of a handful of venture firms out there. Mm-hmm. So I think that needs to be completely reinvented. 
And if we come close to 200 billion this year, we should be there should be a trillion dollars going into innovation and new startups mm -hmm. at a minimum, because mm -hmm. that's good. That is the currency of the 21st century: innovation and creativity. Right. Every company, because everything else is com is becoming a, a commodity very quickly. Innovation, creative thinking, entrepreneurship. That's where the value is. That's where great jobs are created. That's where people are fulfilled in their life, and they want to do really, really great things. Well, Toby, that's a that's a great way to uh, to end our talk today. Thank you for coming on and sharing. Thank you for contributing to the Orange County community by coming down here and giving your talk next week. I wish you all the best with that, and and would love to stay in touch. I feel like we are definitely kindred spirits in the in this world, and would have plenty of other things to talk about. Um, really appreciate you contributing to Accelerate OC today. Thanks so much for your time. Look forward to seeing you and hopefully some of your audience members next week. Sounds good. Have a great one. You've just listened to Accelerate OC. Join our live recordings every Tuesday morning at accelerateoc.com or listen, like, and share anytime from your favorite podcast spot. Let's Accelerate OC together.